What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number five of the Brick Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Brick, alongside my wife, Gabrielle Brick. On this podcast, we cover fitness, nutrition, mindset, competing, coaching, life, relationships, interviews, and so much more. Gab, go ahead and introduce today's podcast. Today's podcast is we just got finished up with a chiropractic session with our dear friend, Eric, and... We had him come over, and we're interviewing at my mom's house today because it's pretty, and we're doing some YouTube for this too, um, but he is the most jacked Cairo on the planet. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I don't know about most jacked Cairo, because I know this uh, strong man in Kentucky that's pretty jacked in terms of Cairo. Definitely strongest Cairo in Ohio, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, he's the strongest one we know. The strongest and most jacked chiropractor we know. Yeah. So, super cool. Eric, do you want to give our listeners a little bit of a little bit of background on you? Go ahead with your uh, your selfless plug. Thank you. So my name is Dr. Eric Perez. I go by Eric. Uh, I work at Fit for Function, which is spelled P-H-Y-T. Uh, we work out of west side of Cleveland as well as the east side of Cleveland, which really means the suburbs, not the east side you're thinking of. Uh, I'm not just a chiropractor. I also do dry needling, cupping, a lot of muscle work. And really, I just try to be a guide for my patients to try to get them out of pain and bridge the gap between rehab and actual functioning and being athletic. Fantastic. What made you choose to be a chiropractor, Eric? Uh, funny enough, an ankle injury. So mm. nothing to do with my back. I rolled it so bad <laughs> that I had an avulsion fracture, which is where the tendon rips off a chunk of bone and retreats up the leg. And I went to a PT session, nothing against physical therapists, but mm-hmm. I, I walked out after 25 minutes because they were giving me like basic stuff that I knew mm-hmm. how to do and went to an ortho and he was like, well, it's not a surgical consult, so I don't know. And I went to this Cairo and he actually guided me back to being able to run and compete. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a Cairo. That's cool. Where'd, cool. Where'd you go to school at? Mm-hmm. Uh, undergrad was Kent State and grad school was in New York. It's called Northeastern uh, Health Science Academy. They just nice. changed it because there's a there's a nursing program and a, and a PA program and an acupuncture program. Cool. And it's actually a very evidence-based, not a lot of vitalistic stuff. So I don't talk about putting things back into place. Mm-hmm. If anything's out of place, I recommend going to the ER. Mm. Uh, you know, it's more so just trying to get sure. people moving better. Yeah, and then what other cert- certifications do you have? What's what's all entailed? Obviously, you go to school, and you got your doctorate. What are certifications, all that? You know, What kind of goes into becoming a chiropractor? Well, being a chiro, you just got to apply to a school and get in, and you need the appropriate prerequisites, which is a bachelor, usually science-related. And then chiro school is three and a half years long, so yeah. it takes a minute. Yeah. Uh, certifications, uh, this is going to be a moment. So mm. certified mm. to do dry needling. Uh, I finished the course for a diplomate for the American College of uh, Sports Chiropractors. The guy who started that used to be the head of the Olympic Medical Committee until he whistle blew on some pedophilia in the Junior Olympics. And then he lost his job because that's how it works. Unbelievable. When you do something right. Uh, but uh, I almost finished my diplomate and then I just kind of got sick of giving them money. But basically that means I'm more suspicious than most chiropractors. Uh, USA weightlifting. I'm not actually that good at Olympic lifting, but I'm decent at coaching it. I didn't know you were certified in that. Yeah, yeah I did that. Uh, they, they actually yeah. got a good powerlifting one, too, that I've been really? wanting to do. Nice. Um, I did Chris Duffin's Kabuki Strength, uh, Dynamic Neuromuscular Stabilization, so you just learn how to teach people to breathe and do dead bugging. Mackenzie stuff, 
whatever. No one really knows what that is. A lot of, a lot of functional movement screens. I actually have a ridiculous amount of certifications, which means I could just give people long answers when they ask questions. Incredible. That's cool. My man's so humble. I've, I've <laughs> known him for years that I never do any of this stuff. Neither did I. Shows you how well I know my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Humility is a good way to go. Eric, did you play any sports growing up? Uh, yeah. You know, I did the standard football, wrestling, track. When I was mm-hmm. in middle school, I played basketball, but I'm not graceful enough to be good at that. Mm. Track was actually the only sport I was good at. What events did you do? Uh, 800 meter, 400 meter, mm. and hurdles. So oh, the man. terrible ones. Nice. I did the 400, 800. Yeah, you know. Yeah, those are, those are, I think, the, I was just talking to somebody the other day, I think the 800 is the hardest race in track and field. Yeah, it's a half mile sprint. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh. Yeah, you go out there and you just try to break people's will. So if you like <laughs> if you like pain, you like the eight hundred. Yeah, I yeah. feel like if you're good at the eight hundred, yeah. you're like probably a little pissed, or yeah. a little upset about things. Yeah, you just got to sprint for two minutes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's incredible. Then I did want to divert a little bit too. Let's give let's give him a little bit of a background on his power on powerlifting. Yeah. Um, so you know we're we're on, we have you on here as a chiropractor, but we love to talk about powerlifting, obviously too. So tell us your your background in powerlifting a little bit, what your PRs are, what weight class you compete in, you know, just sort of give us a rundown on like, you know, your accomplishments so far. We know you got some crazy numbers. They're all right. <laughs> so here, here is my take on lifting. Yeah. Because a lot of people think uh, I'm into like health and fitness. And to me, uh, my lifting is just an act of rebellion against the modern world, <laughs> which I think is evil. <laughs> okay, it's okay. just Facts. not a good place. It tells you to be weak, and I think weakness is a sin against nature mm. or God, depending on how you like to view the universe. Okay. Mm. Uh, but yeah, powerlifting, I got into it because of injuries. I've herniated two discs. I've torn my labrum and my shoulder and my hip. I've torn my PCL, MCL, and meniscus. Mm. And in my opinion, lifting and getting stronger is the only way to keep those injuries at bay because if you don't move, you do not heal, and then you have the you know the old guys at the gym that are like, I got bad knees, bad back, bad mm-hmm. hips. That doesn't exist. Like the human body yeah. has the ability to adapt and heal, but you know you got a lot of fear mongering in the healthcare <laughs> profession. So in other so in other words, <laughs> when somebody's when the old when the old people are telling you you're gonna snap up your legs if you you're gonna snap up all the discs in your back if you keep lifting that heavy, they're wrong. The boomers are lying. Okay. Yes, I say <laughs> those discs are way more likely to yeah. rupture, herniate. Whatever, uh, if yeah. you're not loading, yeah. you need to load the spine, or it's weak and it breaks. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's talk about you know. Oh, wait, let's talk about yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's I'm talk about sorry. your number. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about your numbers a little bit. This is what the listeners want to hear. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you want to know we got some strong people on our podcast or not? At this point, dude, it's been ten years, maybe even eleven, since my first competition, which yeah. I think I was like just shy of twelve hundred. Oh my god! Really? Like, yeah, competing at 181, right? Yeah. Uh, and the last competition I got 1659, but I was lightweight robbed. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. And the competition before <laughs> that, I got 1704 at 220. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. Was, you that, a date? was, that, can't... A, was that a date meet a couple years ago? Yeah, good time. Yeah. When you squatted 804. Yeah. It was a great thing to I see. I was hoping you'd say Jimmy that. <laughs> and the best part was he had, he took it right after a 275er. Missed it, so yeah. there's a lot of pressure. It was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy uh, like ran through the crowd. We yeah we out. yeah we went nuts. That, we went nuts that day. Like, how many old school iron guys did we have that day in that meet? Five, five of us. Yeah. Yeah, we got like bad. four out of the top five spots, I think. Yeah, because yeah, so Damon still counted. Yeah, he still counted as an OSI guy at that Great point. Guy. But um, so we know what your totals are. What's what's your what, what's like the breakdown? Your best lifts on each 
on uh, each lift. Uh, best, PRs. best competition squat is 584 because we were doing kilos. Mm. Uh, best in the gym was 600 even. Nice. Uh, best bench in competition was 392. Best in the gym was 395. Missed 405 mm. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I was barely upset. 405 is a, <laughs> is a big one. Best uh, gym deadlift is 765. 800 from a two-inch block in competition, 744. Stood up with 750, didn't get it, got called for downward bar movement, which Pain. I disagree with. Pain. Pain indeed. Pain from the last Bad meet. call. It's what it is. Yeah. Whatever. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. yeah. But one of the refs has a, like a record squat, and she didn't even touch depth, but they gave it to her. They gifted it to her. Of course. <laughs> Who would have yeah. known that clicks do that? You know? <laughs> it, do be, it do be like that sometimes. Who would have guessed? What did you almost get at the Dayton meet a couple years ago? You got, you got seven eighty eight. That's what I thought. At the top. That's what I thought. Yeah, I remember. I remember that one. That was that was crazy. Were you the last deadlifter that day? Yeah, you, yeah. you had. Yeah, right. I usually am now. That's, that's nice. a nice feeling. That's nice. That's so cool. Yeah, because like my squad isn't like all that impressive, so I'm starting in the middle of the pack. But then by the end, <laughs> it's funny. people are like, "Whoa, oh, okay." It's funny, man, because you were the you were you were the last deadlifter with a seven eighty eight attempt at that Dayton meet that we all did together last year. You weren't there, and I was the last deadlifter, and I only pulled six sixty one. You know, the level of con- competition was different this year. You know, that that's was, just Ohio, That too. meet was stacked, like, in 2021. That meet was insane. Yeah, but, but like, yeah. that's Ohio, because people are like, oh, are you going to win the meet? And I'm like, oh, you must not know how this works. We're in yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Like, an, an insane person might show up that mm-hmm. you don't even know about. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have a big Instagram He's follow. a basement yeah. guy. Yeah. Basement guy. Really there's upset about some, his life. There's always some freaks that show up, especially at a meet like that where... Tested and untested aren't separated. Mm-hmm. You know, no, so you really don't. Raps and raps and knee sleeves weren't either. The same. Yeah. The same Most thing. federations now, like for you guys listening, if you don't understand powerlifting, um, most federations separate drug tested and non drug tested. Or they'll separate raw, so which would be just knee sleeves and then like knee wraps. So you know, um, certain meets though that we've we've done a lot of the old school federations don't separate them. So, um, yeah, you never really know who's going to show up, especially, like, in the Midwest here. Um, powerlifting's huge. Strength, strength sports are huge. Yeah, we create some of the best athletes. 100%. And everyone knows it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it's because we have a winter, and that we, makes you... We have, a, we have a winter, and we had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, a lot of the corn-fed boys are the strong ones. They just show, they'll show up. They lift in a barn all year, and then they'll come show up and, and whoop our asses. So... <laughs> it happens. <laughs> you know? But fantastic. So... We're going to divert a little bit back to uh, schooling. What was your favorite part of school, and what was your least favorite part? The least favorite part was the debt. Mm. And now it's like an obvious debt scheme. You know, they sent our manufacturing away to the east. And I'll never forget this. It was like 2008. Ben Bernanke, head of the Federal Reserve, just walks out during a media press conference and goes, Yeah, we're sending manufacturing to the east, but uh, you guys can just be servers. Literally. That's, he just told an entire generation of people, like, you don't need to have skills. Go go into debt, learn nothing, because everyone mm. that goes to undergrad, and, like, I, I went to undergrad for science. I didn't walk out with any skills. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. No one walks out with skills, unless you, like, do something very specific, like engineering or mm-hmm. architecture, which is actually, a le- those are legitimately hard programs. Yeah. You know, a lot of people go to school and you get to party the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but grad school was a different animal because it was it was like a job like i dug through mm-hmm. cadavers for a year you know which yeah. means you never forget anatomy you yeah. forget it when you look at a book sure and then um 
I met a lot of really good people, you know, because I'm from very low working class Cleveland, and dude, my my roommate, like his dad was a tenured professor at George Washington University, like 13 presidents have graduated there, and his mom had two Emmys, so it's like, I'm this wow. kid from Cleveland, and I'm living with this guy from D.C. that's like just two different worlds, you know, yeah. and that was, that was a nice bubble breaker, yeah. okay. or something like that. Uh, I don't know what the, my favorite part of school was, because I you... do like to learn, but... Did you have like a teacher that made like an impact on you that you remember that you really liked or? Oh yeah, you ready for this one? Yeah. <laughs> so, are you guys familiar with the concept of the the missing link? Like, in in this idea of evolution, we're looking for this creature in between apes and humans. Yes. Which probably doesn't yes. exist because if evolution was really the way we thought it was, there wouldn't be apes and chimps and gorillas. There'd be something in between right sure. now. Anyway, so sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> two guys that found the most recent one, not Lucy, I can't remember the name, it's some Australopithecus, whatever, Latin. Yeah. I had both of these guys as anatomy professors, one at Kent, Dr. Lovejoy, and the other at this Cairo school named Dr. Walker. And I Amazing. remember this one guy, or Walker is just like, you know, digging through a body, helping us find some artery we need to identify, and he's just ranting, he goes, yeah, I don't think humans had back pain until the agricultural revolution, and we had to start digging all the time, and it's like, you know what? <laughs> I, I like that take because like we weren't actually possible. designed to be little robots yeah. of any kind. We were meant to be hunter gatherers, and we we throw things at animals. That was another thing he said. All the animals alive right now mm. are the descendants of the animals that learn to run away from humans. Because I don't need to be near you to kill you. Neither do you. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I yeah. can have a sharpened spear or a object that's heavy and hit you because we have to, like our hand eye coordination is way better than yeah, the other animals. They like you know animals are quick and they can jump and mm -hmm. whatever, but we can do this thing where we can hit you from like thirty feet away. Yeah. And, and that's special. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And that's actually like we're meant to throw and rotate, which is one of my favorite ways to rehab with people. I recommend getting into clubs and maces. <laughs> <laughs> so no least favorite part. The death. Dead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? And uh, going to school and paying a lot of money and having like people from China teach me chemistry and I couldn't understand their broken English mm -hmm. because yeah. they got the job because they were good in a lab, not because they were good at teaching. Good. I had somebody, I had, try, I had somebody try and teach me sports marketing. I, I couldn't understand. Like, how's that gonna work? Tim. Uh, no. You didn't have Tim. No, Doctor Lamb. Oh. Yeah. You could barely speak any English. That's what he taught online. I was Doctor G. Yeah. So. I went, I went, I went, I went to him for, for like, it was, it was the final semester of school. I went to him, asked him some questions and he could not, had nothing to offer me, you know, now, yeah, so now, you know, had to learn marketing on my own. That's okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. Most things are you know. best learned while doing, but it is nice to have like a yeah. mentor. I guess you can't, you know? the one thing I've learned is, you know, you can't teach marketing from a book. No. You got to be out in the field doing it. Got to so, have a yeah. finger on the pulse. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Now, one more question on my end. Oh. Um, I'm sure there had to be some. Did you have to do like intern internships and stuff like that, like before before you got you got to work in it and everything like that? You know, um, who do you inter? Where'd you intern at? What were some like some highlights of that, if there are any? My first internship was uh, at Akron General, which I, I'm pretty mm. sure Cleveland Clinic has now bought out. But they they mm. had this like really cool wing of the hospital where it's like. All exercise science people, cardiovascular rehab, and even mm. like a strength coach that okay. uh, taught lifting. You know, so that was cool. But that was before I was even like close to finishing my doctorate. Once you're getting close, you you got to do rotations in three clinics where you're 
paying tuition, making the school money, and not getting paid. You don't even get a reduced tuition. So awesome, our education system. <laughs> I, did, I did one in uh, uh, central New York near Rochester. I was in Buffalo for a little bit and a quick one in Long Island. Buffalo was fun. Uh, I never saw anything like that winter. Nothing. Yeah, I was going to ask about how the winter was in Buffalo. You yeah. carry a shovel in your car because you'll dig out every morning. Yeah. yeah. They, they needed construction equipment to move the snow out because it doesn't melt. You just you'd like pick it up, put it in. That's amazing. Stop. Yeah, but it it really felt like Cleveland. It was just it was the same people. Yeah. Same exact people. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I've heard comparisons a lot between Buffalo and Cleveland. Yeah, they got a bunch of like Polish slobs. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'm gonna have Gab take over next. Gab has a line of questioning for Eric as well. I do. So we're still gonna we're gonna go even deeper into the chiropractic and like kind of like what you do now. So, what is the number one issue that you see when people come to you? Oh, like their complaint or what I think their issue is? Both. Nice. So uh, <laughs> being a being a chiro, it's mostly low back and neck, which mm-hmm. is a result of uh, our static lifestyles. You know, uh, like real quick, there's this there's this popular idea that a standing desk is gonna solve your problems. It won't. The problem is being static for eight hours a day. Yeah. We were never meant to do that. Yeah. I would, if you're going to pick a desk, I would go with the kneeling desk because when you kneel, it's impossible to have bad posture. But so it's mostly low back and neck. I really like rehabbing shoulder, hip, and knee. Ankles, for some reason, are annoying, but it's all the same thing. You're just teaching balance and proprioception, which is uh, knowing where you're at in space. Uh, but my, my uh, perspective of people's issue is we live in a country where you can't tell the truth you can't tell people that they're unaccountable and their lifestyle sucks it's like yeah. it's like that's the problem with americans though we, mm-hmm. we've been told we're these individuals and, and you got all these freedoms and i'm not talking about your freedom of speech or your freedom to own a gun good luck using it either mm-hmm. of those uh, i'm talking about you just so many people believe they're allowed to live like quite frankly a piece of shit you put in your 40 hours a week at the job you hate and leave me alone, you know, and, and, and when I was working yeah. just as a standard Cairo, I'm working with a lot of working class people, so I was dealing with that energy all the time where it's like, no, I'm not going to change my life, just make me feel better, and if you don't get it done, it's your fault, not mine, and that is very, very frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I try to treat people that are not that way, Yeah. and uh, that's why my prices had to go up. It's, it's really sad. Uh, Discrimination is illegal in this country, so we just increased the prices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got rid of segregation, but the property taxes went up. <laughs> See? See how that works? That's exactly how it works. Okay, so now you're now you're working with more like athlete more active people. Yeah. You know, some weekend warriors, but people with goals, and that's always better. You know, because yeah. if your goal is just to get out of pain, I can probably get you out of pain, but where where did that get you? You're you didn't change what's causing it, you know, and they yeah. didn't even figure it out. I've had people come in that I was like treating like five or six times and I was like, I, I'm not changing it. And they're like, my back pain is gone. I'm like, what happened? And they're like, I quit my job. And it wasn't even like a construction mm. job. It was, they just hated who they worked with and hated what they were doing. That's amazing. It is crazy, right? You like yeah. you think physical pain is physical, but you know, don't forget about all this stress in our life that we can't even mitigate. Like the nice yeah. thing about training, this is a stress that you can mitigate. Mm. These other variables, it's like, you know, maybe something's going on with your family, friends, work's crazy. I don't know, there's inflation and a recession going on and a crime wave. There's all these stresses going on. Can't control them. You can't control your training. So maybe we'll get into that later. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. Um, okay, so I'm kind of like interested in the amount of people you typically see in a day now versus when you were kind of working at more of like a, 
a clinic that volume based yeah assembly line Cairo yeah that's what you were gonna say mm. an insane zone uh, now I'm seeing like the most I've seen in my current place was 12 and that was insane because every session is 30 minutes or an hour and that was a lot and that was mostly my fault I forgot to block off and then I'm really bad at saying no to people uh, <laughs> so it's, it's like five to eight or nine okay okay you know that's not a bad day uh, the place I was at before, I was averaging like 25, which just isn't fun because I'm, I'm lightweight introverted and that many personal conversations is insane. And then the place before that, do not judge me, uh, my, the most people I ever saw was 78 people in okay. eight hours. Oh eight hours? And yeah. they wanted you to do that. They wanted more. What? Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny, that place I worked at, I was only there three weeks and I caught a stroke. Do you guys want to hear this story? Yeah. So this yeah. dude's running a high volume clinic. I would recommend staying away from these chiropractors. They might be good at adjusting, but they are probably gonna miss important things, and here's a story of how that happened. So I just needed a job. I said yes to this high volume, which means you know, it's, it's very quick, very quick. And I walk into this room, never met this woman, ask her how she's feeling today. She's like, I'm totally fine. I look in her notes, I don't really see anything, and I'm like, well, why are you here? You know, such an important question. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why would you come here and spend money if you're fine? Yeah. She goes, oh, well, my left arm and my left leg are numb. Oh, shit. And I'm like, really? This is red flag zone. This is red flag zones. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do an exam and I saw a pathological reflex, which I had never seen in my life. But because I took all these extra certifications, I know how to run through these assessments real quick. So I go and grab my new boss because I'm like, man, I'm about to fuck this guy's day up. Mm -hmm. I'm happy about it because he should have caught it. And I show him what's called a Hoffman's test. He's like, wow, there's a Hoffman's test. Sent her out for an MRI. She was literally walking around with a stroke for like four weeks. Oh my People God. can do this. It's, a, it's just a mild stroke. Wow. And I'm thinking, this woman's going to hate us. She's never going to come back. She comes back, loves me, doesn't want to see the other guy. Super appreciative. And, you know, it, it was a terrible, terrible time of my life. But I learned a lot. And I got, I, I got better because it was uncomfortable yeah. every moment. Yeah. Being uncomfortable usually makes you better. Just maybe don't do it all the time, you know? Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, that's crazy. So that's like, how long were your appointments lasting, like on average? Um, like, well, five like minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, so you're just getting people in and like shuffling them out. Yeah, crying in between. That was the hardest part. Yeah. You know, getting rid of your tears. tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's in, that's in, that's in, that's insane. It was insane. It was, what was crazy yeah. to me is like, I, I couldn't believe people put up with it. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, I'm like, I, uh, feel bad telling people to come back. You know? So <laughs> come back and see so you for since, five so, minutes. So since it was volume based, I'm assuming the prices were pretty cheap then, right? They were cheap. Yeah. We were constantly, we were constantly giving away money and I, and my compensation mm -hmm. was not entirely based off how much money we were bringing in, but yeah, it was kind of. And we were just, it was so insane. We were just letting money walk out the door. This guy didn't even have a legitimate billing person. Just had his wife do it who didn't that's, know how to do it. That's crazy. bad. Oh my God. Nice. But something funny just happened a couple months ago this guy. <laughs> Medical Mutual of Ohio sent him a bill for 250K. So they paid him 250K last year. That's how many people he saw. Wow. But then they audited him and went through his notes and realized they're just the same thing over and over. And they're like, give that back. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Wow. Oh, my that guy God. Sucked. I put in my four weeks and he fired me on the spot. Didn't even let me say bye to people. Oh, my God. I feel like I remember hearing about that place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't need to do it today. No, that's, that's uh Okay, that's so you were seeing, like, that amount of people then, and then now you're seeing way, way less. Yes, yeah, 25-minute or 55-minute sessions. 
And, you know, with the hour-long sessions, I'm, I'm stopping at, like, 30 minutes, and we're going out in the gym, and I'm making you move. Like, I got a couple throwers that are 13 years old. They don't really need muscle work. They, you know, I just do a little bit of stuff, get their scapula, shoulder blade to move a little bit, and then we go out, and we're doing stability exercises and a lot of hip stuff because throwers usually have a bad leading hip. It's not even the mm. shoulders. The leading hip sucks, yeah. so they can't get into it, and then they're loading the front yeah. of the shoulder or the front of the, or the inside of the elbow. So with that... Seeing, you're essentially. I feel like you're 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 having like you're working harder in the time that you're with people now versus like you were working hard before. But no. No, I would like I would go home during my lunch break before because I had to change everything. Like underwear were wet with sweat. Like wow. it was just you know balls to the wall. And mm-hmm. I'm like 235 pounds, so I create a lot of heat. Uh, now it's like I mean you guys were just I, I'm like holding down a. A hyperbole, I'm putting needles in you. This is all pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I'm cupping you. Yeah. Like, I still do ART, which is kind of like intense, deep tissue, but I don't have to do it the whole time because mm-hmm. I'm not lasting that long. You're not going to last long doing that. Okay. I know. Wow. Massage therapists actually have a really tough job. I couldn't imagine leaning into somebody for an hour. Are Just you? Leaning. Yeah, that would be rough. Are you making more money now yeah. by yourself versus running around with 78 people in a day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's how like commercial like personal training runs too. Yeah, the, the volume model yeah. is gonna die because yeah. we're going into we're going into a, an economy where people are gonna be penny pinching and you're gonna want to go for the people with people, money now. People, yeah, and people like, are sorry. and people and people are and a lot of people are willing to pay for quality, you yeah. know, because they do run it. You know, it's funny. I'm sure it was the same like at that location. Like I remember when I worked at like commercial gyms. Did it just feel like the culture was kind of just like, it, you know, I don't know. Was there like a negative energy around because nobody was truly satisfied with their service? I feel that way. You know? You know, I mean, there was plenty of people that were happy too. But yeah. That's because they didn't know any better. I felt like it was about, yeah, I felt like the people who did know better got jaded really quick. Yeah. You know? Like anybody that's in these professions, whether mm-hmm. it's healthcare or fitness, yeah. they're both going the same direction. Like the volume model is going to die because mm-hmm. you get trash results yep. and everyone just needs to value their time more. Yeah. Uh, and be more talented. Fully agree. Now, I, I want to um, have a little bit better understanding of all the different services that you offer because I feel like you offer a lot more than just someone who's going to a chiropractor to get cracked up. Right. Which yeah, that only takes two or three minutes, the adjustment, right? I feel like what I offer the most is um, is like guidance and the perspective of someone that's been hurt and came back. You know, like sometimes in, uh, you know, in the gym, you know, like, I'll get shit from people like, man, you're really taking those warm-ups seriously. And I'm like, you must not have any injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, these these are not ignored. When, when I was younger and I didn't have a plethora of injuries, uh, yeah, I just jump under a bar. It's fine. But now it's like, oh, no, no, I need to, like, get things set. I need to wake things up. Plus, they put us in chairs and we're five. They ruined everybody. Everyone's mid-back sucks. Everyone's hips suck. You know, you probably need to do some hip openers, do some uh, chest openers before you get mm-hmm. underweight. Did I answer that question? Kind of. No, I didn't. Not so really. I do I do adjustments. <laughs> yeah. I do dry needling. Dry needling is a modern version of acupuncture. It's it's taking the acupuncture philosophy, which is being aware of these homeostatic neurotrigger points that are on everybody. Uh, and when you needle them, you can actually have an immune response, which is what you want for healing, right? I made this joke earlier. Uh, no one's hands are magical. Uh, you know, I'm not healing people with my hands. I'm just taking a philosophy and knowledge 
and applying that to get your body to heal. I, I really recommend staying away from the people that claim they have magic hands because if I could change reality with my hands, I would charge much more, right? right? And I'd maybe start a religion. Yeah. Be like Jesus, right? Jesus walked on water, did all these things you're not supposed to be able to do. So, yeah. you know, stay away from the miracle Messiah people, uh, you know, and go towards the people that are like trying to educate you. A doctor means teacher in Latin and you're supposed to be supposed to be educated and so many people come to me and they're like well my doctor I said I had this osteoarthritis sciatica I'm like did they tell you what sciatica is I'm like no and I'm like that's Latin for leg pain they just told you your symptoms in another language what is Truth. osteoarthritis it's where the body has added extra calcium around a joint that it believes is unstable so when we took a picture it looked kind of ugly and it's inflamed so we're just like that's osteoarthritis and it's like well what does that even mean and people don't know yeah so so the dry needling like how did you like how did this how did you start that process? Um, I had a patient come in not realizing she was shopping for a practitioner. And it's funny because I had like my strength and conditioning book out and I had some other stuff that I was like studying in between patients. And, you know, we just started chatting. And by the fourth visit, she's like, do you want a part time job? Um, I'm not, I didn't really explain this. I'm out of two gyms. One's CrossFit Cleveland, uh, CrossFit CLE, not CrossFit Cleveland. And the other C-Town, which is more of a one on one training studio, but they also do CrossFit. And she's like, yeah, come in, uh, you know, work one day a week. And that's how I started. And then I built up that day. And then I took on another day. And then I quit my job. And now I'm just working out of a couple gyms. Getting guilt tripped by CrossFitters to do CrossFit. No. They do that. <laughs> Stop it. You guilt people to do your classes. It's just it's just the uh, That's marketing. It's the culture. Yeah. <laughs> that's marketing, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're a power lifter. Yeah, but that's what I say. They, CrossFit's a religion, though. That's different. And you know what's funny? They I can't believe like, yeah. jokes like, dude, just drink the Kool-Aid. Like, they know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know what they're, they know never, what they're doing. I've never been a Kool-Aid guy. Look, Not a clip guy. Let me, tell, let me tell you, though. I think, like, what CrossFit does really, really well, though, and I think most people would agree with me, it's like, they have a community. community. People, want, people want to fit in. So, like, a lot of, you know, powerlifting has that, too, but I feel like it's yeah. different. You know, because CrossFit, you're going to group classes. Yeah. Right, so you're seeing probably Maybe you're not showing up. You're getting shamed. Yeah. So I mean, I I see I see the appeal of it for sure. You know, before we before we talk shit on it to anybody who's might be crossfitting out there, I get why you do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't I get do it. I get why though. Well, remember too, we don't have yeah. communities in this nation. Everybody, anyway. right? Everyone's an individual. You're an atomized mm -hmm. individual. You're a unit in a zone. Mm -hmm. You're not a you're not a part of like a community yeah. or a tribe anymore. And but as like human people are beings, looking for it. but as yes, because human be yeah, as human beings, we need that, right? We do. Yeah. You know that. I mean, that's really what church was. That's what all these institutions always were. It's like here's a community, because uh, we kind of need it. Yeah. Um, and you know, some people do cross. Need to hold I, that I personally, I'm not into talking trash on anybody that is training. Yeah. Because most people do not train. Do not train. Yeah. And it could be it could be dancing. It could be mm -hmm. swimming. I don't care. Just please yeah. do something. You know, don't like tell me about how your hips and back suck mm -hmm. and all you do is sit around on uh, cushioned furniture, which, by the way, is a very, very new thing for humans. Okay, only kings and rich people had cushioned furniture. <laughs> Everyone else was sitting on stools, which means you had to sit up straight because there wasn't cushions to just be like, oh. <laughs> it, hurt this way. it hurts when I do this. Oh, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Maybe you do that a lot, right? Maybe go live. <laughs> That's amazing. I have just never, it doesn't seem appealing to me. That's all. You do hit classes. Yeah, you just but don't do the Olympic lifting. And correct. One, it's the one gym I work at, the owner like tries to not do a lot of uh, Olympic lifts mm -hmm. because like most people don't have the prerequisites for a snatch, 
or a clean and jerk. Yeah, see, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I feel like the like CrossFit gets the bad rap from the people who've done it wrong, or people who they will take somebody and like you know that's just gen just Gen Pop for example. That's never worked out before and throw them under a snatch. Yeah, you're gonna get hurt. Let's do an overhead barbell. Right, but you can do anybody. Yeah. But anybody could do a med ball slam or a wall ball or a squat. Yeah, or a fucking burpee. God yeah. forbid, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can take. All good. Yeah, the, all the, the Olympic lifting. Is yeah, amazing. so you have to have some higher level of instruction for that. And I think the like always doing hits is a problem too. Mm. You know, and, it, and it's like showing up in the stats where we we just have way more like ankle strains and, and just little bullshit strains, mm. and I'm pretty sure we're we're becoming weaker. We we mm -hmm. don't let the children continue to develop and run around. It's like, no, sit in this chair. And yeah. if you don't sit in the chair, we're going to say you're hyper and you got some kind of disorder and put you on drugs. And yeah. by the time you're an adult, you have like multiple addictions and probably personality disorder. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe this yeah. place is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. And then let's talk about the cupping. Ischemic compression to drive out old blood, which is not oxidized and has no nutrition. Because blood is just nutrition for our body and it's how we heal. So the, the pressure and the suction uh, pushes it out, brings in new blood, which is oxidized and has glucose and has white blood cells to heal the area that I want to be healed. It's really just manipulating the immune system. Okay. How would, you say, how would you say we did with our cupping? Very well. You guys did not get super bruised. Some people, like I remember when I hurt my shoulder a couple months mm. ago. I cupped around my shoulder and it was black. It stayed really? and it stayed for like two weeks because I actually injured myself. Mm. Rehab that in like four weeks by cool. not doing dumb stuff. That's the key with rehab. Everyone's like, I'm just gonna go back to do Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> just do what hurts yeah. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> so bas basically though, in like layman's terms, the more like red or bruised an area gets, that's the area that needs more treatment. Yeah, is that how that works. Yeah, it's basically just letting you know, like that that muscle mm. is very active. That's really wide. cool. And when the yeah. muscle is really active, it, there isn't blood flow. Sure. So it's kind of this like cycle of just we're not healing. We're just trying to break the cycle. Okay. That's all. You know, it's not this crazy science. It's a philosophy. I, technically, I mean, science, scientific method is a philosophy that we can find truth by uh, creating a hypothesis and testing it. You know, sorry, science people, it is a philosophy. <laughs> I'm more of a stats guy, and we will be getting now, to some healthcare stats. Now, I want to, before we go on to that, I did want to go back to what you said to me earlier. I, about, like, how people back in the, back in olden times used to use leeches. So, you kind of likened that to cupping a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's, it's lightweight blood drawing. There's no blood yeah. coming out, but we're, you know, the leech is, is suctioning onto your body. I'm not promoting yeah. leeching, by the way. I just thought it was <laughs> funny that... These doctors, or you know, I guess they wouldn't have been called doctors; they were just called healers. Yeah. Um, they would literally put leeches on people to try to draw bad humors. Now they didn't think there was bad spirits in there; they just thought there was bad blood. Mm. And I don't want any leeches on me, but it's just interesting that they were they were onto something. Yeah. So they were I mean, more. Acupuncture is twenty five hundred years old. These, yeah. these little Chinese people were just sharpening bamboo and like poking each other until they figured out the right spots that help. And so, like, they weren't that far off. With that though, no. which is what's crazy. No, that's 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 incredible. And like I never looked at it that way, you know, until you pointed out. But I thought that was like really cool for like a, you know, somebody who might be who might be listening. That's like unfor unfamiliar with a lot of the, the scientific terminology, but like, you know, has like a base level understanding. That's that's kind of cool. That was kind of cool to like hear it that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, when you see when people come to you that 
are injured, like how often do you really recommend that they come to you versus the person who comes to you and says that they don't really have a ton of issues? Like, do you believe that people should always be going to go see a chiropractor? No. Okay. No, I don't like, I don't like dependence. I don't like that at all. Um, so there's an acute injury. Just had, just had a chick come in, uh, looks like a low-grade MCL tear. I'm seeing her twice a week for three weeks just to try to bring down the inflammation uh, and you know get the, get the knee moving better. It already is. It's mind-blowing. Uh, and just like help guide her for you know, what she needs to do to rehab this, you know, which it seems like, oh, that's really complex. It's like, actually, there's all these protocols that other people have already figured out, and we just pull them out and make mm-hmm. it a little more individualized for her. Uh, but then there's someone that you know, just wants maintenance care, and maybe if you're someone that goes pretty hard and you train a lot, you would probably benefit from getting worked on every now and then. I know if I go beyond like four to six weeks, I just start to feel stiff and shitty. Mm-hmm. And then when someone goes and like physically moves me around, you know, massage, Cairo, acupuncture, whatever it is you want to do. I'm not, I'm not like a Cairo cheerleader. It's just one tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, chiropractic doesn't need to be synonymous with cracking backs. It's it's technically just a philosophy that the, the body should be able to move. And when there are areas that don't move, we can create um, uh, problems elsewhere. You know, a lot of people suck in their low back. They don't brace when they lift. So you're either going to injure one of your ball and socket joints, which is your hip or shoulder, or you're going to injure, you know, your mid-back. You know, it's just like if you don't brace here, the it just goes somewhere else. It's basically the same philosophy. Okay. So I want to take a minute to talk about us because you've treated us now you treated me for like the last couple months um i took like the last month off but then like you did his first ever chiropractic session Mm -hmm. so like i want you to kind of maybe like explain to the listeners a little bit about like my background and like my injury versus his one problem area right of like the person that you would see but like the different recommendations between the two of us. Yeah, so when you first came in, you had you had a legitimate low back injury that I thought was disc related and your confidence was very low. So you're someone where like I'm not going to be able to change this in one or two sessions. I'm going to need to like kind of <laughs> see you a couple times a week I do. for multiple, you know, maybe 3 to 4 weeks and you know, get you back moving and you responded real quick mind-blowing someone that lifts all the time and is healthy responds quickly to conservative care it's really really useful when you don't have multiple chronic diseases and you're super overweight whereas jeremy comes in no complaints maybe he's stiff but he's a power lifter so like stiffness and tension is just a part of life it's earned you know it doesn't really have any problems i don't really have a real recommendation other than hey i hope you liked me enough to come back when you need somebody or maybe even tell other people uh, and i think that's a little more to me, that's that's just truthful. That's how I want to be treated. Like I said, we're in Cleveland. A lot of people are working class. Tough to sell people that are working all the time that they need you when they really don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So that's uh, my take on your guys. Yeah. Uh, how was your first appointment? Oh man, I felt I felt amazing after that. I the biggest thing I kept saying like like to you, Gab, when we got back to the car, I kept saying I felt lighter. So much you know, lighter. You know, yeah. You, you just feel like, I just felt like a release of tension, you know, in, in everything. Like, I didn't realize how heavy I felt just mm-hmm. from, like, you know, the, the tension and stress built up. Through years of training, I've been really lucky, knock on wood, and not have any major issues. So, like, I went I went to Eric as a, uh, like, I'm, gonna, I'm adding this into my my routine as a preventative measure going forward, you know, so that way I don't run into major problems 
and injuries in the future. But the, yeah, it was a, it was awesome. You know, I never dogged on on going to like the chiropractor or getting work done. It's just like something I never really felt like I needed to do because, like I said, I've been lucky enough to not have any major issues. But great experience. I would recommend it to anybody because I mean, I I felt felt phenomenal after. But it did also like bring light to some trouble areas I'm having stuff that I got to look out for in the future, and that I should you know maintain just a little bit better. Yeah. You know, it's like stuff like my lower back, like my internal rotation, these, these kind of things that, you know, could, could creep up on me in the future if I don't like do something about it now, but it's always good to get ahead of the problem. You know? Yeah. If you go to a practitioner and he doesn't like, or she doesn't do an assessment and like tell you like, Hey, this is where you suck. Make sure you pay attention to that. You know, it's yeah. just someone that's saying you, you need me to be healthy and that, mm-hmm. I mean, think about the logic of that. Someone mm-hmm. saying that you need me to be healthy. This <laughs> yeah. sounds like a religion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. like. I don't like any of that. I'd walk right out of that. Mm-hmm. Walking right out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need me. It's like the government. You need me. <laughs> so give me a third of what you make as I dodge potholes. Yes. Yeah. As you stare at the schools that are failing and the IQ goes down every year. Yes. Yikes. You need us. Okay. As the crime gets worse. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay because that's actually a really good transition into the next topic, which is healthcare. Because you wanted to talk about your opinion on healthcare, and I think it's really interesting, and okay. I want to know more about it. All right. So the the interesting thing about healthcare in America is, and it it, it, it really hit me during the COVID pandemic, where you know everyone's talking about trust the science. You know, mm-hmm. okay. like yeah. those 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 behaviors were more dogmatic dogmatic than any religious zealot I've ever met. Okay, I've met plenty sure. of hardcore Christians, Muslims, and Jews, and they are not this dogmatic, but the trust the science people were as dogmatic as a religion, and healthcare is not science-based. It's actually based on what the insurance companies decide they're going to pay for. So every practitioner you go to that's taking your insurance, it has to dictate your treatment on what your specific insurance is. It's almost like a menu where it's like, oh, you have this insurance, your menu's only this big. You have this insurance, your menu's this big. That's mm-hmm. where we're at. Yeah. And, and, and what's really sad is the amount of money we all pay into this system because healthcare is heavily subsidized and we get nothing for it, you know? Out of all the first world countries, we're like the only one without guaranteed healthcare coverage. And I know this is when people that are like, conservative get all like burr, 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 socialism, right? <laughs> but it's like okay so all right you don't like socialism so you don't like police fire and military oh yeah that's socialism though yeah why, why do we not take care of our people we have terrible terrible stats which i'm not about to get into so do it we spend the most money on health care our gdp is the largest in the world our gdp which is gross domestic product is 25.5 trillion and we spend 17.8 percent which works out to be $4.3 trillion on healthcare. Yet we are some of the sickest people in the world. So throwing money wow. at it is not working, is it? No. No. And I love when the politicians are like, we're gonna we're gonna spend more of your money on healthcare. <laughs> uh, and it's like that doesn't change anything. All yeah. right. This math works out to be ten thousand dollars per person is what's spent on healthcare. I don't cost this system 10k. Somebody's costing it much, much more, right? Because when we when we do those averages, like, well, I, I doubt Jeremy, mm-hmm. I doubt yeah. you guys are costing 10K. I haven't been to a doctor in years. Yeah. I don't need to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, like, there's other people where it's like, yeah. you, have, you have how many things wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And you're like still eating um, cereal or... Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you, you see the garbage can. It's just full of fast food. So yeah. the real issue with healthcare, and I kind of hinted at this earlier. I'm going to go again. He, uh, Americans are not accountable. They, they, it's the American dream. We've boiled down the American dream. It's no longer having a nice house and a nice car and a white picket fence. It's just being a piece of shit. 
and nobody telling you anything else. Like, what you do in your home is your business. Are you sure that's actually worked out? Because this place is falling apart with that belief system. <laughs> falling apart at the seams. We got some more stats. Let's go. Okay. So, Americans are... We have the highest avoidable deaths per 10,000 population. Uh, these are treatable issues, like chronic diseases and obesity. People don't like to hear that. What's that? that They're treatable. Yeah, treatable. Because yeah. it's, it's like, well, I'm not changing my life. I'm going to eat that trash. I'm going to leave my job and sit on the couch and watch trash shows, garbage shows that teach you horrible, horrible ideas, horrible, horrible perspectives and goals just to be a selfish fuck. And, and not just like pick up a hobby, right? Yeah. Just pick up a hobby that where you got to move. Something. Go to, cro- go to CrossFit. Yeah. That is technically better than doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. get hurt, come see me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against it. Just come see me. <laughs> Highest deaths from assault by a lot. I wonder why. Why would America have the most deaths from assault? The mental illness. Yeah, I was going to say because everyone lives here. I think if you take every <laughs> tribe in the world and cram them all into one country and say, get they're them gonna, They're going to kill each other? Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there's literally a story in Genesis about Babylon where it's like, it's called Babylon because it's like every yeah. tribe lived there. So they, they all spoke different languages. So it was Babel, yeah. Babylon. Okay. This is every store I go into. I can hear three languages, maybe four on it's a amazing. good day. So God was like, I don't like this. Wipes it out. It's literally in the Bible. I know some people aren't in religion, but it is a very, very like well-read book. I think it is the most sold book in the world after Mein Kampf. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Our obesity rate is double the average of the other first worlds and uh, the U.S. US had the highest rate of death due to COVID. And this is when someone jumps in and is like, well, we didn't get enough vaccinations. It's like, well, Denmark didn't do them at all and we still beat them, so try again. You know, it's just like, like, the the people that are pro-science, I say, I'm pro-stats. Math is much better than science. Science is like, hey, we might do this experiment tomorrow and find a totally different result. Yeah, that this is science. Like, science is not dogmatic and it is not black and white. Mm. But most people like dogma. They don't like yeah. dialectic. They don't like meta analysis. I think you got to have an IQ of like one fifteen or above. Yeah, yeah. And our average is at ninety eight or something. But anyway, God, I love that. It's been reducing every year for like twenty years. It used to be one hundred five. Now it's it's literally at ninety eight. Wow. So spend more money on education, government. That will totally work. Okay. This is amazing, by the way. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> so just background on Eric. When you you know, when you get him going, this is like the personality that I love. The rants. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's my favorite. Now, I made this note and I'm hoping you remember what I'm talking about. Um you wanted to kind of like emphasize more. You said there's no code for the insurance company and they don't get paid to do Oh, I was probably talking about like most people need to be educated and there's no code for education. Now, some mm-hmm. some spurg might actually go look this up and if I, and it turns out there is like a, a CPT code where you're like, I, I educated the patient for 15 minutes. But what that really is, is the doctor saying, don't do that movement that you're not supposed to do mm-hmm. and getting, you know, charging the insurance company because he spent yeah. eight, at least eight minutes on the phone, you know, the telehealth yeah. shit. That, yeah. That's kind yeah. of it. But I, I mean, like ha- actually, like, ha- like I said, like doctor means teacher. You know, kind of like a life coach. Yeah. I don't want to be a life coach, but I feel like that half the time. Yeah, that's you what know? I feel like too. Yeah, I'm sure you guys, you guys are doing the same thing. I'm just, I'm just guiding yeah. you through this, this problem you have because you value my experience and knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you go to a lawyer, it's like, dude, I can't navigate myself through the legal system. I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or an accountant. 
Yeah. And you and hope they're way, good. We shouldn't need we shouldn't need those. You know, the fact that the system's so complex, it's like I need to hire a professional to get my taxes. <laughs> yeah, because wow. you have to guess on your taxes, and if you're wrong, they, then, then you got they, yeah, you got penalties. What a mind blowing system. Yeah, what that's what kind of dirty. That's what's insane about it. Like, so I look up like you know like when I'm doing this, my my small business taxes, right? And like I love talking about taxes. I don't love doing them, but I'll do them. You know because you know we have to. But the thing is, like, it's not. There's no straightforward answers. You know, unless you go to an accountant, right? They 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 and know, then they can have they different know, answers. One guy yeah. got me more. Yeah. So like when you look up when you like look when you look up things and you're filling out your forms, it's the most compl- that's the most complicated part because there's no there's no straightforward answers. A lot of it's like, a lot of it's like you know, educated guessing, in a way. Educated if you're lucky. Oh yeah. You know. I owed a lot a couple years ago. You know. That's what you get for being responsible. Yeah. Oh, you didn't knock up a couple chicks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you owe us money because someone else did and yeah. they don't have money for them. <laughs> this is the American dream. More foreigners need to know about this stuff. Yeah. Because they probably watch movies from the 80s and they're like, that's American. I'm like, no, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. Or no, it isn't. Pardon, forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, is there any other topics when it comes to like healthcare or chiropractic stuff that you like want to talk about today? Or are you ready to, you got more notes? Oh, uh, I didn't hit epigenetics. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just a real quick concept. So epigenetics, two words. Epi means above. Genetics, you get it. So the whole nature versus nurture argument is done. It's both, right? Mm -hmm. You have genetics that dictate what you are, and you have an environment that will stress your genetics. And depending on what stressors you have, those genetics will be expressed. So if you do a good amount of stress, and I'm not talking about like, Losing your mind over taxes, <laughs> losing your mind in traffic, eating like trash. These are all stressors that are not going to go well. But progressively loading during your lifting, uh, mm-hmm. doing progressive mobility, slowly getting your cardio better, you will turn on healing genetics. Mm-hmm. And if you keep doing it, you will actually express really good genetics. And then maybe by the time you're 30 plus, you won't look like a troll like so many people <laughs> do when I go to the grocery store. Sometimes, it's so true. Yeah, sometimes I see people, I'm like... Oh my God! Like, like I yeah. know you don't got to be religious, but whatever creator created this, that was not the intention. The flood creature, the couch thing, that was. You know, you're just like, oh my God. You know what? Yeah. I agree with you because you know what? We're um, we're getting we're getting closer to thirty, and I feel like I'm released. I remember when I was like nineteen, twenty, and one of the goals that I had when I was working out was like, when I'm thirty, I want to still feel like I'm. 20 and I feel like I think over the decade of time that I put in to do that and prioritize like my health and all of that like I have seen where people say like they 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 feel great they feel good they don't feel like they're 30 and they don't look like they're 30 mm-hmm. um you age faster if you are lazy yeah and yeah. I, I think right now I don't know if you're seeing it but I, I'm seeing it like on, on, on social media where like the people that I went to high school with that were maybe only like a year or two older than me. And I'm like, why do you look like you're 45? Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's definitely the combination of these people that are living unhealthy lifestyles and it's showing. Yeah. And in America, you're under way more onslaught from your enemies than you realize because our food is illegal. 
in like mm. 50 countries. Yeah. yeah. There is so much extra garbage in the processed stuff that it's, I think it's speeding it up because it used to be 30. Now yeah. it's like, I see people that are 25 and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, because when people come in, I'll like see their birthday and I'm like, oh, they're wow. born in like the mid 90s. They're young. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God. You know, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's 100. No, I, I think that's like, that's in such a, it's such a crazy phenomenon. You know, I can, I can speak from experience on this. I feel like, uh, you know, I went through like a highly stressful time coming out of college, you know, where I, I wasn't, you know, when I was working in the commercial gyms and stuff like that, I wasn't taking the best care of myself. I was just lift, I was lifting heavy, but I wasn't eating the best that I could. I was stressed out a lot. Like that was five, six years ago. And I felt like I looked older than I do now, which is what's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like I'm aging in reverse, the better I take care of myself. Dude, lifting and taking care of yourself yeah. is the fountain of youth. Yeah, it's you insane. Know? I feel I feel ten times better now than I did back then. Hell yeah! You the know? Spanish thought it was in Florida. It's in the gym. Okay? Yeah, the fountain of youth is in the gym. Yeah, because I'm I'm 35 and I swear I move better than when I was 22. Yeah, I'm too heavy to dunk, but I used to be able to do that. I'm just a little too heavy. To dunk. I, I feel was like, like I feel under like, 200. I could. I feel like when I tell people too, like that, like oh, like that's our friend Eric, and like he's like in his like mid 30s, like. A lot like, of people, what? Yeah, they're very shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I usually get like 26 or 28. Yep. I'm like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I have a baby face, though. But my, because like, that even, helps. I think even my mom was like, he's a chiropractor? Like, no way. He just got done. I'm like, I don't think so, mom. Yeah, when yeah. I first started, I remember the, the older people would always be like, you're my doctor. And you look like you just got out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So your wife's hitting on me. <laughs> no. Never happens ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's handsome and youthful. He is. Nothing you can do about yeah. that, man. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about lifting and recovery before we move on to our fun Q&A at the end. So let's talk about your training. What's your strategy like right now when it comes to lifting and recovery? Like what's a week, what's your like weekly schedule look like? Like you're, you're just like an overall outline of like what your workout routine is. Um, well, when it was, uh, you know, four months out of a competition, it was, Squatting twice a week, pressing twice a week, mm-hmm. deadlifting twice a week. But w- you know, one of those is more of a technique lighter day, and the other okay. one's like you know we're we're actually like putting weight on the bar. Sure. The squat isn't always a back back squat. Sometimes it's a front squat or a safety squat. Mm-hmm. Um, those are actually the only ones I ever do. No. Uh, benching, you know, sometimes it's a Larson press or close grip bench. And then deadlift is almost, it's, you know, mostly sumo every now and then it's conventional because mm-hmm. my coach is a dick, sometimes <laughs> great guy. Uh, but right now I'm more in like hypertrophy, trying to be a little more athletic block, you know, so I, okay. I hit a sled today, I did a front squat, I did a, I did a deadlift and then I did some, um, I just did some rowing. He nice. wanted me to do something else, but I didn't want to do that. So <laughs> 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 rowing, I'm like, I got my heart. <laughs> You know, my recovery, uh, honestly, every, everyone wants to make this into something crazy. It's it's sleeping and eating and, and mitigating your stress. That is, that's how you do. Who would have thought? That's how you do recovery. Wow. You know? I mean, go, going and getting work done is definitely useful, but yeah, probably like sleep and eat and drink enough water. Um, you know, don't drink too much alcohol. These things are useful. Yeah. Uh, how much sleep do you get a night? Not enough. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, we don't either. We try. We all try. Yeah, I put in an honest effort. Even when I don't yeah. have to wake up, I'll just wake up, especially mm-hmm. now that it's summer and I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's, I guess you could maybe just covered this, but what's your favorite type of recovery you suggest for everyone to prioritize? 
uh, smashing glucose immediately, glucose and protein immediately after lifting. So yeah. you can, I, I'm really into that anabolic window. I know there's some memes mm. like, oh yeah. no, I missed my anabolic window, life's yeah. over. There's something it is. to it. There's something to it. It, it is, is over? Yeah, because you just, you just threw away the window. It's like you are so sensitive to that insulin. Insulin is the most anabolic hormone in the body, by the yeah. way. You want to just smash Gatorade, eat, eat something that's, yeah. you know, simple sugar mm-hmm. and then protein. Yeah. And then eat again an hour later yeah. of real food. Mm. Yeah, so like I, I mean, I think like from what I, my understanding of the anabolic window, it's it exists for sure. It may be a little bit longer than people think it is. It's probably an hour. Yeah, it's more like it's more like an hour. Mm-hmm. I've heard some studies say up to twenty four hours, but I don't buy that. I, I'm sure there is a, a window yeah. for an entire, but it's like maybe yeah. more sensitive. It's more like you're gonna. It's more like what are you gonna? You're gonna get the most out of it within thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you're like having has some protein and, and a, a simple source of carbs within thirty minutes is gonna deliver better results than waiting an hour. Certainly, and you're gonna feel better too. You know, so it's like I think people like look at it like they're gonna like straight up lose their gains. It's more like maybe that you're not gonna get the most out of your recovery. That's what that's what that is facilitating for the next workout. Yeah, because you're right? you know you, you just created a bunch of stress mm-hmm. and you want to feed everything yeah. you just stressed. Yeah, and uh, getting insulin in. I mean, I I have a couple patients that are type one diabetics, so they they take insulin shots. They don't need to do a lot to get big. Yeah, because they're just injecting insulin and they they get big easy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah. type one. Does, I'm, I'm joking. I'm just saying, it's like okay. Go be type one. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be one of, no, actually, don't. I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because I feel like that would suck. Don't be care around this pen, right? But, but just looking at the bright side, you had to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because type two means you just like ate shit too much. Yeah. Never moved. Like mm-hmm. everyone with type two diabetes, guess how you fix it? You ready? Lift weights because it makes you very sensitive to insulin. Yeah. And that's what type two is. You're not sensitive to insulin anymore. Yeah. Okay. Whereas type one doesn't create it because they're born with. Uh, I love talking about insulin sensitivity with with clients. Like that's why you, that's why you can't perma bulk basically. That's why you have to do mini cuts. Yeah. Stuff like that because it gets your insulin sensitivity back up. If you binge too much, like for bodybuilder, if you binge too much during an off season, mm-hmm. or something like that, you're 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 in you're like insulin sens you're like in, insulin sensitivity goes away. Right. That's when you start putting on the bad weight. You start losing your pumps. Use your sleep's messed up. Your appetite's messed up. You go into like a mini cut or controlled calorie for a period of time, maybe four or six weeks, and kind of reverse that. You see your pumps start to come back. Your body composition improves. Mm-hmm. Your recovery improves. That's like really interesting. That's why you can't permabulk, basically. I right? think that – yeah, I agree. And I, what yeah. you just said made me realize this. That's probably what the intermittent fasting is really doing for people. Yeah. You're just clearing out everything. Uh-huh. You're doing mm-hmm. a reset to your body. I, yeah. You know, people ask me about the intermittent fasting. I would treat it more as like a – a treatment than a lifestyle. Yeah. Like let's, you know, yeah. try that for like a week, but you got to commit. Don't be a bitch. Okay. Yeah. You commit. Maybe you can like clear out your blood sugar mm-hmm. and your cholesterol. And yeah. Just get a I've heard a lot of bodybuilders. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I've heard a handful of bodybuilders will do like a 24 hour fast, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at the end of every week, like on a Sunday, just to clean it, clear just to clean it, just to clear everything out. Dude, doing 24. Oh yeah. my God. So 24 is hard. My best you know? is 40. Yeah. I was in a bad mood though. Okay. Uh-huh. just left me. Oh yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> I've done I've done forty eight before for trying to make weight. But what's to go back to your point though, you get off of that fast and you go eat your first meal, watch what your muscles do. Watch, you know, how hard how up. hard everything gets, how full you get, your your vascularity's popping if you're lean enough. All that stuff, right? That's the craziest part about it. And I I, full, I agree with you as far as like fasting goes. 
You know, there's nothing necessarily anabolic about fasting, but you can get an anabolic response if you use it properly. Yeah. You know, because it does reset. It does reset everything. It feels good too to go back to eating after a long fast. You know, it mm -hmm. just it just it's hard to explain unless you experienced it. But like that's a really cool that's a really cool topic we could cover another time. It's it's like low grade spiritual. You know? Yeah. yeah. It like, does wow, something for you. My flesh is weak. It's just yeah. like you're aware of the desires. Mm -hmm. Like I am soft. Yeah, and that's probably why the Muslims do it because, like, they're desert people. There mm -hmm. wasn't food all the time, so yeah. the leaders are like, "Make them fast this month. Yeah. We don't have enough." And tell them God, I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> but no, like, I'm, I'm just like, from like a, a like a, a, a tribe trying to trying to survive a really harsh environment. This is this is where we get this stuff from. Yeah, you know, our superstitions. It's like, well, if we don't do this, uh, things will get dirty. You know, yeah, and things will get messed up. You know, mm. just little rules we've always had. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. All right. So we're going to go into our fun Q&A at the end. We're going to go rapid fire Q&A here as we're a little bit over an hour. So, um, Gab, you can start us off. What is your favorite food to get when you go out to eat? Uh, like, am I at a barbecue spot? Anywhere. I mean, hit them all. That's tough. Give us three. If I'm at a barbecue spot, it's brisket. Yeah. Okay, good choice. Uh, probably steak anywhere else. Yeah. That's about it. What about Angelo's pizza? Uh, it's just a lot. Just a lot. Of, <laughs> a lot of lot. pizza. Yeah, I'm pretty simple. I'll just do pepperoni. But yeah. Other things can be on there. Okay. Eight banana peppers. Yeah. Sorry. I know some people do. I what about uh, pineapples? I'm not against it, but it's not my first choice. Okay. Okay. So does pineapple belong on pizza? I think it's one of those debates that don't matter. Like, you know, like we have bastardized everything else, so we've bastardized pizza too. You know, but let the Italians get mad. I enjoy an, a, an upset Italian. They, there's a lot of hand motions, you know, and you're like, look at this guy go. It's there enjoyable. Is. There is. I, just saw, I saw a clip. It was like some guy, not an Italian, in Rome, mm. like giving out a pizza with a pineapple on it, and these Italians were screaming at him, but they were like actual Italians. Blasphemy. Yeah, they were so funny because yeah. they weren't like our Italians, you know, like American Italians and Italian mm -hmm. Italians, a little different, whatever. Uh, it was just fun. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what is your alcoholic drink of choice? If I have nothing to do the next day, uh, probably Jameson. If I have things to do the next day, it's uh, vodka made out of potato because I have a theory that wherever your people are from, you can probably digest those alcohols better. So got a lot, I got like some German and Celt in me. Potatoes don't phase me, but when I do rye or whatever bourbon is made out of, I'm like dead okay. the next day. Interesting. And rye doesn't seem good. Potatoes are good though. Love potatoes. Perfect. Health. Yeah. Health. Favorite movie? That's tough. I know you like a lot of movies. <laughs> I know. Big it, movie guy. It's, it's my yeah. mood. Big movie guy. You know. So like, if if you were recommending, you're you're like, you have to watch these three movies. I mean, I don't know. Probably, probably like Troy. Okay. That was Gladiator, on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Fight Club. Mm. Yeah, keep going. American Psycho. American Psycho is funny, just so you can understand the memes. Yeah. You know, and it's just funny when you're like, you're like an introvert, and you know you need to be a different person, <laughs> so you create a character for society, and that's. That's really the joke of American Psycho. It's not mm -hmm. in like brutally murdering women yeah. and you're not sure if it actually happened at the end. That yeah. I don't enjoy. I don't like gore at all. It's it's a uh, Christian Bale in between, in between everything. It's you know, interesting. It's like, I just want to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
why are you doing this? Like, I just want to fit in because that's the program. The program for everybody. Yeah. Fit in. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, you die. Yeah. Like, historically, when you got kicked out of the tribe, you die. Yeah. So, join CrossFit. <laughs> See, there it is. Yeah. The community's yeah. back. Full circle, baby. <laughs> Favorite music to listen to? What's you like? So, what your favorite like genre, and then your favorite artist? Well, right now, you know, I you know I used to be into rap, and, and now mm. I just can't stand it anymore. It makes me want to scream because it's so degenerate and horrible. It is. It's not even good. You know, because <laughs> I mean, there are some good artists. You know, like J Cole, solid. There's good ones, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just doing alternative grunge most of the time, and okay. Alice in Chains. Okay. Because uh, Lane Staley seems like a cool guy. He's dead now. Very cool. So those are the good ones. Are you ready for my favorite? What is your spiciest opinion that most people disagree with? Right. So I'm not going to be sharing that one because, you know, we all need to make money. And actually, that opinion will not allow you to post it on YouTube, fun fact, which is why I make ah, jokes. And we are only on our fifth episode, so yeah, we're trying why, not to get canceled. Yeah, that's why I make jokes yeah. about that whole freedom of speech thing. It's like, yeah. oh, really? You can say what you want. That's why I walked back the taxes <laughs> thing, too. Yep. Yeah. Remember <laughs> when that guy flew his plane into the IRS headquarters in ah. Austin, Texas in 2011? Can't believe he doesn't have a parade. I'm joking. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say <laughs> my most... PC spiciest opinion is that the technological revolution was an absolute disaster for mankind uh, because by creating so much convenience, we have ruined our genetics and you, I mean, you can just see the people, you mm -hmm. know, and think about, think about what people were told in the 1900s when technology was taken over and people are starting to be like, Hey, like what's going to happen to our jobs? They're like, don't worry. You're actually going to get to work less. As this technology increases, you're going to work less. We are working more for less than what our grandparents had. Yeah. So that didn't work out. Yeah. You know, not to mention, you know, it's like, like, let's go with like warfare. Like war used to be shield wall warfare. And the people that came back were hardcore, brave people. Mm. Now war is pressing buttons, machine gunning people down. The best people don't necessarily come back, and please no one take this the wrong way. It's just like historically when humans fought, the, the best guys came back. Yeah. Yeah. Not not like the best guys came back. Yeah. Not not the guys that hit the button the best. Yeah. You know, the drone drivers. Yeah. I know a guy that does drones. Just take out a whole village, one button. Yeah. He's a gamer. He's not beating anybody up. He's not an awesome man, makes mad money though. Okay, so we we yeah. we've actually like inverted the world by denying nature technology and i'm not even anti-technology we just need to like set some rules on it you know if you've ever seen uh, yeah. starship troopers you know what i mean <laughs> i think i agree with you yeah yeah i do too all right so here's a fun one would you rather spend one year at the north pole or two years in the sahara desert one year in the north pole because i wouldn't go outside of my cabin and i would finish my book whereas in the <laughs> sahara i i feel like the desert's way worse than mm. than the cold the winter it's like just give me a fire, some fire, and some I agree. Alcohol. We're gonna knock out this book. Yeah, that sounds kind of relaxing. To right? Be on it. Yeah, that could cozy be, mode. Yeah, that could be relaxing. You know, up yeah. there with Santa. Fuck yeah. yeah, fuck the Sahara Desert, man. No, yeah, yeah. they got snakes, huge spiders. Yeah, huge spiders in the desert. Who came up with that question? That's an easy answer. <laughs> you, know, you never know. You never know. Is that your question? Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to, <laughs> to crawl on you, like, or live in the place where the winters killed everything but large animals that you could eat? Or you go, yeah, or you go hang out in, in, a, in a little, like, you know, cabin. log cabin, drinking hot chocolate, sipping on some, some whiskey, yeah. you know. Analyzing society that you've escaped from successfully. I'll have to create some more parameters for my question. <laughs> Maybe there's not as much freedom. We need to <laughs> go to Russia. <laughs> what goals are you pursuing right now? 
trying to make more money, uh, trying to get bigger, stronger, and improve my mindset. Perfect. We love it. Do you read books? Yeah, I read books. Okay. Um, do you have an all-time favorite? Eh, probably not. I like, it, the genres I like is pretty ridiculous. It's either historical fiction or like high-level analytical stuff. That makes sense. Like one, actually, one of my favorite books is this, uh, written by a woman, mm. believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> she's this, this woman that like basically has a PhD in Nietzsche, and she is she's asking the question: Was the Third Reich a creation of Nietzsche's Superman or Ubermensch theory? Uh, which we don't need to get into, but it was a book where it is it is Nietzsche, prophet of Nazism, myth of the Superman. And it was just a really good book. It's not like promoting Nazism mm. or Nietzsche. It's just like this woman has read Nietzsche so much. And if you know Nietzsche, he's like he's just super critical of modern society and modern mm. Christianity because it thinks it makes people weak. Mm. And uh, you know, she made some good points, okay. but I don't know. I just I just read this book Spartacus by Ben Cain that was pretty sick. You know, this other one about Hannibal. Hannibal was at war. Like he he took his he took his army over the Alps with elephants, mm. invaded Italy. And was at war with them for 17 years. Rome was at war with a, a, Car, a Carthage, a, a army from Carthage for 17 years. And when I learned that, I'm like, how is that not common knowledge? Like, that's insane. Like, this, a 17-year war inside wow. your own country. I know, yeah. Yeah, because when you think no of idea. Rome, you think of these people that just owned everybody. And yeah. that was the case for most of it, but yeah. but not for this period, you know. And that's, wow. why can't, that, that's actually, um, uh, what's, the, what's the big city in Spain? Madrid? No. Barcelona. Barcelona. That's named after yeah. uh, Hannibal Barca. Barca, Barcelona. No mm. kidding. Yeah, Hannibal Barca. Fun fact. I, I feel like Nate would know that. Yes. Yeah, you and Nate, you and Nate are like two peas in a pod with the history. Oh, yeah. your brother? Yeah, yeah he would. History, I feel like he would know that. Because it's a nice escape from this hellhole that we've I like his. I like history myself. Um, you know, maybe it's not that, the names and dates. It's just the, the yeah. men and the why. That's what's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why did this man do this? Like, it's it's a yeah. History is very interesting. You know, um, I like a little bit more modern history myself, but you know, this stuff's it's you got to know where you've been to get to where you're at. <laughs> Finally, well, second to last, what is a topic you're passionate about teaching to the world? I don't know where to say. Where to start? I, I, I would say my, <laughs> my opinion on uh, a government model that's successful. Like, we're, we're in democracy, and uh, there's a reason why the Greeks stopped that, like, 2,000 years ago, because it doesn't work. You can see it all falling apart now. Um, you know, this, this idea that we're all the same basically means that there is no great people, right? Like, that's the problem. If everyone's special, no one's special. Just mm -hmm. like anyone can be an American. That means no one's an American. If anyone can just be an American, no one's an American. So my, the thing I would like to teach is uh, just a better model, uh, but I'm not going to talk about it here. <laughs> democracy. democracy should probably be questioned by people. Like they use it against us. They get us excited every two to four years to go vote for liars that do nothing and do things for their donors only. Okay, so you would teach people to use critical thinking. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Come on. <laughs> Have you met people? Yes. That's, that's a, yeah. That's no. a fun one. No, they need to... There's a reason why there's like sheep symbology in Christianity because people need to be guided. That's what we've been talking yeah. about the last hour. People need to be guided. That's I need insane. to be guided when I'm doing my taxes, so I'm not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. You know? But we're thinking about it, though. That's the difference. 
you know? Meta-analysis questioning is, uh, things. Rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do questioning, questioning things is, you know, it's, yeah, certainly rare these days. All right. So before we wrap things up, how can our listeners find and support you? Uh, if you go to fitforfunction.com, you can find my bio. And if you're interested, sign up for my schedule. And it's, it's fit spelled P-H-Y-T, not F-I-T. Cool. And uh, my Instagram is Bronze Age Cairo, which I've been uh, slacking on, but maybe I'm going to be better. Soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's and, fair. You know, if you want to support me, it really just means like coming and asking my opinion about stuff. And then where, where, are, you, where are you located at? Downtown Cleveland uh, at CrossFit CLE and C-Town, which is a gym in Fairview Park at 220th and Lorraine. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, Eric. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. Thank you. Thanks for having we, me on. This is a, a very, this is a very enjoyable conversation. You are so entertaining. <laughs> I love it. Like, so, well, right. You keep it going. Like you, you like keep the energy up the whole time. Oh yes. Very Scream important. and yell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the passion. Our, that's what the listeners want. But only certain topics. <laughs> like, we we went on some other topics. So I'd be like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think this was really good today. Yeah, I think that was you know an awesome episode. We really enjoyed talking to you. You know, getting into some different topics. So, thank you for fixing us up today, too. Of course. Yes, very helpful. I feel feel great right now. So I need to. You guys are too kind. Continue getting more chiropractic work done, especially if we're going to continue doing all these competitions, right, Gab? Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, as we continue to get better at this, we're going to continue posting more episodes. We got some. Awesome interviews lined up the next couple weeks. Seven or eight. Seven or eight interviews lined up. Some really good ones. We're really excited to uh, continue dropping podcasts for you guys. So far, the feedback has been awesome. We're very thankful for all of our listeners. If you've made it this far, once again, thank you, Eric Perez, for coming on our show tonight. Thank you, Brad. And we will see you guys next time. For my wife, Gabrielle, I'm Jeremy Brick. This is the Brick Talk Podcast. We'll, We'll see you later. Peace. Bye, guys.